Welcome to The Secret Life of Parkinson's, a podcast trying to break the barriers and stigma around PD to lessen the fear. It's a disease no one likes to talk about. When people hear Parkinson's, they're afraid, even if they don't know exactly what it is. This podcast is led by Parkinson's patients talking about their daily life with PD. I'm your host, Jessica Krauser. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our segment, Your Coming Out Party. I'm your host, Jessica Krauser, and I'm here with my co-host, Brian Baker. Hey, hey. So, Brian, when did you come out of the closet with PD? (laughs) The PD closet? (laughs) I came out fairly quick after being diagnosed because I had so many friends that were uh, noticing things that it had mm-hmm. it, it had to make sense. So, in in a true story, as I was about a week before I was diagnosed, I was playing cards with some friends of mine mm-hmm. that I've played with since I was in high school, and I was having sh- trouble shuffling the cards, and they thought I was drunk. I hadn't been drinking all night. They're like, "What's in your Gatorade bottle?" It's, you know, they're like, "How drunk are you? What, you can't even shuffle cards." And they were joking around and giving me a hard time. I had another friend of mine that I saw four or five times a year, and he said, I just thought you were drunk every time I saw you because you were moving slow and mm-hmm. like that. So I wanted people to real, know that I didn't have a drinking problem and that there was a, this, you know, I, was, I, was, I was taking this head on. So I came out fairly quick um, through social media. Oh, did uh, you? Yeah, and all those friends that were making fun of me were like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. But So did you like also call people one-on-one or just my parents other than that i just i kind of let it kind of go out there and you know talk talk to him at work a little bit did you talk to your son about it right away no yeah i just figured he would catch on to it as 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 we Mm -hmm. progressed so i didn't i never really sat him down and said you know this is what it is this is what it means but he knows you have it correct okay how did and did you tell work right away i i was pretty open with work I always have been open with work because, like I said in the, in the previously, that I there was things going on at work that you know people didn't feel I was approachable because I looked like I was grouchy all the oh, time. Yeah. So that so Oscar the grouch. Uh, yeah, so I wanted people to know that. Listen, this is a you know it's, this disease has taken my natural smile away, and my natural facial expression. So no, I came out fairly quick. Who was the? Who would you say? Did anybody like take it the hardest or? take it like I don't, I don't think so like i never felt i never had time to feel sorry for myself like yeah. you know I, i'm i have a son to raise i have a mm-hmm. job to do i have you know a life to live and mm-hmm. i never i never like curled up in the corner of the couch and cried i was like yeah. this is this is, this is what you gotta do and yeah. um just tried to attack it the best way i could what did that do for your overall like state of mind being able to talk about it uh, you know, I talked about this earlier. You know, when it, the, when I was first diagnosed, probably for that first year, every thought, every minute, everything was consumed by Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? How am I going to do this? What am I going to do that? You know, and and literally, I just woke up one morning. I was like, I'm I'm not living today because I'm worried about tomorrow or you know this disease. And I just I had to just push it off to the side and say I have this. And I, I can't let it control me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there's there's that piece of it. Do you have siblings? I do. How many? I have three. Okay. Did they like? Did did you talk to them about it? No. Like I said, I just I, I just. So you you had your coming out, but you you let it kind of happen on its own. Yeah, I just kind of threw it out there, and whoever called and talked about it, yeah. we talked about it. But do you talk about it with your family? 
Some, like okay. I said, it's not. It's not like I, I don't. I don't hide from it. Like I said, it's not like we did anything wrong to get the yeah. disease. It's, I'm not ashamed of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but there's things that they need to know. You know, like you know that I may not want to go someplace because I don't want to drive there, mm-hmm. or that I'm going to be tired when I get there, and yeah, you know, stuff like that. So. Yeah. So how about you? I, I, I might as well like put mine on a billboard. I was like the first day, I told work right away. Um, they knew something all along because I was going to so many doctor's appointments and I work in the pharmaceutical industry. So it was kind of like, a, you know, not a bad thing to know that there's like we, what we help with patients already. So it was open to talk about, um, diagnoses and patients and things like that. Um, I actually told our whole company at our, uh, at a company meeting we had two months after my diagnosis. Um, but again, we were talking about how the work that my company does helps, you know, down the line patients receive medication. So to me, it felt, you know, perfect that I can say, hey, the work that we do is helping people like me. And so I actually came out to them that way. Um, I called my my parents and my in-laws and they were they were they were pretty distraught at first um, just because not everybody noticed the symptoms that I had um, right away, like my mom did. And so I like, you know, I was telling her about it along the way. Um, she had a little bit of a rough time with it. We, I, we went on a trip shortly after my diagnosis and, you know, she, just I think in true motherly fashion, they just want their child to be okay and help, be able to help them if they can. Um, but then again, once the education and, you know, we learned about it, um, uh, that, that made things better. When it came to my friends and like neighbors, I I called my best friend um, from home and I told her about it. But then I said, I'm like, I, I can't have this conversation, you know, so many different times. So like I have a core group of girlfriends from high school um, that I'm still very close with. I have a core group from college that I'm still very close with. And so I'm like, I'm gonna send a text message. <laughs> It's like I texted them about my diagnosis and I told them, I'm like, I'm sorry that I'm not like talking about it with you. But after a while, I felt like Debbie Downer, like, like, guess what's wrong with me? And it's like I didn't want it to be that way. But I also wanted to talk about it to become, you know, an advocate and a drive driving awareness and being able to do walks and, um, you know, raise money. And I knew that was in my future, like what I wanted to do. So I wanted you know, people to be prepared as to like why I was doing that. I just didn't want to have a separate conversation. Yeah, I did the same thing. That's why, like I said, I kind of went out on social media mm-hmm. because I didn't want to have to repeat myself yeah. so many times. And, you know. But it was amazing. Like the reactions I got sometimes, I, I still remember um, two of my uh, neighbors were inside uh, uh, just hanging out with Derek and I and the kids. And I can't even remember how it came up. And I just, I just said, you know, I found out this what I have this is what's wrong and I'm just talking about it like no big deal and they both like started tearing up and crying and I'm like what's wrong and they're like how can you just say say it and you're fine and this and that I'm like because I am like it's still me like you know yes things are going to be different but um but they were just shocked at how open I guess I was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I have found that same thing. I'm very open, but there's a lot of people that aren't. And this it's a very, right. it's a very, 
you have to do what you want to do and what's best for you in this area. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm very social and very outgoing or used to be, I guess. And yeah. so, um, you know, so telling people that and having people realize that I'm not drunk or yeah. that's why I'm having trouble shuffling cards and stuff like that. And my friends, they all make, I mean, they just make fun of me now. It's just an ongoing joke. We just laugh about it. I know it's, it's always great when my friends, um, like in the neighborhood, uh, uh, the, a few of them are a few years older than me and they'll talk about getting older. I'm like, all right, I know you guys might be older in age, but mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I'm going to be aging yeah. well before you <laughs> yeah. guys are. Um, did I ever tell you the story of how I told the twins? Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of people, like you said, they don't want to talk to their grandkids about it. They don't want to maybe talk to their kids about it yet, depending upon how old they are. And to me, everything, it's, it's all relevant based on how you uh, deliver the mm-hmm. information. So I didn't do it right away because Derek was, you know, very hesitant on, on getting them involved. So I think we waited just a few months and I told him, like, I'm going to talk to them. I don't want you near me because I don't want it to be like, sit down, mom. This is what's going on with mom. It's like I didn't want to make it that tone. So they were having breakfast one morning and they're like nine years old and they're sitting at the table. And I was like, so guys, I'm like, I... I have, you know, some actually good news. I'm like, I went to the doctor and they found out why I've been shaking. And they're like, no way. They're like, are they able to fix it? And I'm like, well, like, not really. I was like, I can take medicine. It'll help me, but I'll, I'll have it the rest of my life. And they're like, they're like, okay. And I told them what it was called. And they're like, okay. And they're like, can, you know, can you, can you pass me a banana? You know, mm-hmm. they're just still like going on about their day. And I was like, but the good thing is, I was like, you know how I've been having trouble with my foot and my leg. I'm like, it's all connected. And they're like, oh, that's great. And I was, and they like could have cared less, you know, but I think it was the way I was delivering it. Um, we didn't talk about how it's degenerative, like over time, like, you know, as they grow older, we'll ha- yeah. continue to have more conversations. But, um, but my son actually compared it to um, how he has um, acid reflux. He's like, oh, so it's kind of like how I have acid reflux. Like it really won't go away the rest of my life. He's like, it's, it'll always be there and I just have to take some Tums for it. I'm like, yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah, Z pack. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it, it was, to me, it was felt, it felt very good coming out, especially to the kids, just because, you know, you live with them. Yeah. And I felt like I was living a lie, not talking about it, because they can visibly see stuff or hear me talk about things. And I didn't want them to be afraid. And the biggest thing I told them is, it's like, and they did ask me, they're like, you know, is it like cancer? Can you die? And I was like, you cannot die. From Parkinson's you can die with Parkinson's but the disease itself is not something that can kill you so in our last 30 seconds I'd like to leave you with this whatever your decision is always always do what's best for you not everyone is open about situations in their life but with this degenerative disease rarely does it affect just you those in your life will recognize the changes if they don't already Be open and communicate, stick to the facts and educate them. Be specific on how they can help or not help. If anything, sharing your PD diagnosis might get you to meet other cool PD patients like us. Then you can share similar stories and potentially educate each other on things the other wasn't aware of. So talk, be bold, be open, and have your coming out party. The Secret Life of Parkinson's is produced by Melissa Carlson and Steve Bradenberg. To contact us, send an email to info at 5k4jk.org. 
The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not responsible or liable for any medical advice, diagnosis, course of treatment, or any other information obtained through this podcast. The information provided by The Secret Life of Parkinson's is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast. You are encouraged to consult a physician for a definitive diagnosis.